0: This is Unleashing Leadership. I'm your host, Travis Moss, and today we are talking about sincerity. This is episode 42. We just got done talking about our inner and very lovable Bob. Our gift and our curse at the same time. Probably all got a little bit of Bob. Sometimes we need to use Bob, but Bob can cause a lot of problems. So with Bob, we need to structure our hiring process so that we can control him, we can use him when needed, but not let him sabotage our situation. And remember that hiring process, we were talking about the meet and greet, that informal interview or that really informal meeting, not even an interview, right? Uh, We talked about the round robin interview and everybody having a role and a responsibility. We talked about the workshop and what you're really trying to do with that. And then we talked about the three column chart and how to see if there, remember, if there's smoke, there's probably fire. But how do we really connect with people? What is the magic behind this? Because that was kind of Bob's power. He could connect with people. But the problem is, is that in connecting with people, he was kind of um, overselling the situation, right? Or or creating a scenario where he connected with somebody, but the company didn't connect with somebody. So we're asking other people to come in on this, and we're asking other people to connect with connect. And what... Is this something that only certain people can do? And I've now trained people on this, and I think that this is something that anybody can do. Uh, but it's skills. You have to learn these skills. Think about why. Go back to the why you're doing something. What, what is the why behind the business? And think about all the buzzwords that we use to explain that why. And think about the difference between values and virtues. You know, we, we did the all, episodes on all of these topics. Stop fluffing. So this is where the skill starts. You stop fluffing. I don't need to fluff to impress you. Because frankly, everybody's fluffing. That's not impressive anymore. You know what's impressive? Looking somebody in the eyes and telling them how it is. That's what's impressive. Because it doesn't happen so much anymore. So you cut out the buzzwords. And you do two things. You genuinely get interested in the person. Genuinely interested in the person. Not just like, you know, I got to check a box. But I I really want to know who this person is. We do this all the time with resumes. We're, We're so concerned about the credentials. We're so concerned about the degrees and all that kind of stuff. We don't look at the other stuff around who that person is. We're filtering all that other stuff out, and we're just going after these kind of hot-button things or hot-ticket things. Who are you comparing that person to then? You know, it's we're, we're not giving ourselves a chance to really be interested in the person. And then number two, you let them know that you are genuinely interested in them. And this sounds easy. Okay, well, I can just tell them. But you don't hear what I'm saying. And I I know that and I can say that because a lot of people say, yeah, that's good. I'm going to do that. And then they do it and it doesn't work. And the reason why is you have to let them know, K-N-O-W. That means that they can't think that you are interested. They can't be like, well, maybe they're interested or it sounded kind of cool or, you know, there can't, there, there can be no doubt. It has to be absolute. They have to absolutely 100% know that you are interested in them in a, as a person. And you have to be. You have to be committed to them. Because that's where the trust in the contract comes from, the organizational trust. Because we talked about the process, right? It's not just about you. You you maybe get them introduced, but then all these other people are going to be part of this decision. And each one of those people has to also show them that they're genuinely interested So how do you do that? You do what very few other people are doing. Again, you hit them right between the eyes with sincerity. Clear expectations. No bullshit. No fear. You don't want to hire somebody and then be like, oh, good. Goodness, I I don't want them to figure out who we really are or what the situation is really like. Bob kind of did that with his nephew, right? He hires the guy. The guy gets in there and goes, holy shit. What did I walk into? You don't want that. No fear like that. No, you tell them right in the beginning. Here's the situation. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You want to deal with it? Here's the reward if you want to deal with it. Is it good enough for you? Because when you feel like you've been hoodwinked, when you feel like somebody's pulled something over on you, even if they haven't, it just appears that way. How do you feel about that? makes you sick. You gotta approach this, you know, funny analogy, but you got to be like a 40 year old single parent on a first date. You don't have any time to waste playing games. You shoot it straight or you move on, buster. The experience most people get in business is just robotic and shallow. The recruiter doesn't care who you are. You are just a number to them. I promise you, you are a number to them. That's how they get paid. The business doesn't really care who you are. You just fill a position. That's all you do, you fill a position. Businesses that have hundreds of employees, thousands of employees, hundreds of thousands of employees. It's a number. It's just a position. The buzzwords are giving you, those aren't those aren't really virtues or values. I mean they're they I guess they fit the values, right? They're the buzzwords are the fluff. They are the branding. That's not how they live very very few companies actually live by all those buzzwords why do they use them then because they sound good and everybody else is using them you know when somebody's really genuinely taking an interest to you you can feel it it gives you that jolt of electricity whether you like them or not you feel it if you're if <laughs> if you're interviewing somebody who's a jackass that jackass knows you're after them they know that they don't want to deal with you anymore they feel the electricity. Good. That person's out of your life. You get somebody, though, who's not, who really fits this framework, the hungry, humble, smart framework, and they feel like you're really into them. They feel that electricity, too, and and it's, it's really quite, for most people, it's quite intoxicating because you don't get it very often. All right, so the book says a couple of things. It says, Scare People with Sincerity. Stop trying to filter based on the obvious. We talked about this. Stop trying. Stop worrying about the credentials, the degrees, and start looking at the person as a person, someone with a history in the future, someone with failures and accomplishments. Why is this person interesting? What about them? Did they mention something in their cover letter? Did they mention something on the fringes? Did you look up online and find something? Or did you just walk in with the resume and start reading down the list? So tell me about this job. Find something real about them and connect with them. I know you got hundred resumes to look through. The thing is, you don't have to look through a hundred resumes. You don't have to grind so much. If you start finding the right people, if you start looking for people that you want to connect with, the same amount of energy you'd put finding, you know, somebody to go on a date with, you need to put that into finding people for um, your recruiting. What about that person is putting, you know, what are they putting forward that makes you want to know more about them? Then tell them, tell them about what is interesting to you and why, and why you actually want to talk to them. It's got to be something outside of the job, right? It's, geez, you know, I see here that you play college football and you got 3.7 GPA and You've got a quote in your cover letter about something your coach said. Tell me more about that. Or geez, it says here that you're super competitive. Tell me about that. How do you, you know, how does that work with kind of what you do for a living? And when you get the chance to to talk to them, the first encounter is like that first date we talked about. Who are you really? This is who we we really are. And if you're going to hang with us, this is what it's going to be like. There's no promises. I'm not making any sales. I just want to have a conversation, kind of like I ran into an old college friend. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Should we continue to hang out or have our lives gone in different directions? That's what you're trying to do there. The book also says make people uh, answer questions in non-generic ways and repeat the questions. So you got to be aggressive. You can't let people fluff you, but sometimes it's hard. You're not really certain if they're fluffing or saying what you want to hear or if they're really being honest and straightforward about it. So, and, and prospective employees, I think candidates, people who are interviewing are geared to kind of tell you what they think that you want to hear. So keep asking one, two, and three levels in. And if it pisses them off, you let them walk. Cause that tells you what you need to know, right? Why are you, why are you poking at me? Well, geez, I'm either poking at you cause I don't believe what you're saying or I'm unsure about what you're saying or I'm poking at you to see how you'll react if you get poked at. Because guess what? In life, you get poked at. <laughs> so you got to be authentic. I want to make sure you're authentic. But number two, I want to make sure you can handle being po- are you humble enough to be poked at? And it's less about the responses. You want them to have good responses, but it's less about the, the good response might be I don't know. I never thought about that. That might be a perfectly good response for something. So it's less about the response and more about how they carry themselves and handle the situation. And when you recognize something that's not right, you call them out on it. Well, you said this, and over there you kind of contradicted yourself. I've, I've had to do this on interviews. I had somebody who said that they, you know, the team was first. They always worked extra hard. Being on time was really important. And then they were late for every interview and kept rescheduling. And I'm just like, you know, they told me communication was really important, and they would reschedule last minute. And it was like, explain to me how communication is so important to you. Explain to me how the team and, and the work is so important to you if you keep having these events happening. I'm interested in you and a person. I may not be, you may not be the right fit for the company. I might pass on you. But if I'm interested in you, maybe I can at least give you some feedback for the future. You know, if you say that you're committed to communication and you have poor communication, did you just have a bad day? Or are you using fluff words? Or maybe you need to address that differently. Maybe you need to upgrade your, thought of what the communication was because you're sending mixed vibes here. <clears throat> but how do they handle being misunderstood? Some people are misunderstood. Sometimes it really is. They just had a challenging situation. Did they get defensive? Did they get aggressive? How do they handle if they're found out, if you got a called out on something? I never thought about that. Yeah, that's something I want to work on. How do they handle the feedback? Book also says, make it obvious in interviews that even if they bluff through it, a jackass won't be able to hang with the team. They're going to be exposed. Listen, we have a culture, and we're very proud of this, personal and professional development. That's our thing. And being part of this, being a part of our culture, our company, means that you're going to take personal ownership and accountability. And one thing that you're going to find out quickly if you join our team is that your coworkers will push you. And as good as you think you might be, there will be people here better than you. And they will push you. And you're going to be expected to push yourself. And you're going to be expected to perform at their standards. Not about making me happy. It's about making your teammates happy. You have to be able to handle this. Constant improvement. Constant feedback. Constantly people better than you in the room. Don't matter who you are. It's a fast pace, and you got to be able to keep up. And if you need all the attention, if you need the big title, if you want to get the accolades and the money without the work, if you're not committed to your teammates, if you get jealous, you're not going to want to be here. Then just be quiet and see what they do.